Welcome to Therapy Cable. I'm Dr. Esan Garajudaki, and uh, we will be uh, dedicating this food the uh, topic of stalking and relationships as well as personality disorders. When it comes down to uh, using this information that I want to share with you, I want to bring up the reason actually why this would be useful. People who are being stalked a lot of times feel helpless in uh, you know facing the situation it is scary it's a scary situation and also um, they feel alone uh, and and really uh, without much protection because first of all it is very hard to establish that type of a fact that this threat exists in the first place uh, you know, there are certain signs, innuendos, you know, fleeting comments and actions that are um, uh, very hard to follow and document. So the person who is being stalked may see it, may become the target of all those threats and attacks and, um, you know, actions and, and signs and, and um, attempts at really just harming them and intrusion of their privacy, but nobody else around really knows about the depth and um, the, uh, the, the real damage that, especially the emotional toll that it takes on the person who is being stalked. So uh, therefore, it's very difficult to really communicate to others as well to without coming off across as paranoid and irrational. Um, so uh, that, that's why we're actually making this video to help people who perhaps are being stalked to gain some knowledge, to glean something about uh, perhaps some root causes of the stalking that are linked to uh, the personality type, especially certain personality disorders of the individual who is stalking. So without further ado, Let's get into it. In order to understand this, this linkage, we really need to go through uh, the uh, established set of personality disorders and their, their uh, characteristics and uh, see how we can link them. So what I would do is uh, very quickly um, list these personality, personality disorders and then just kind of uh, explain how they're characteristics can lead to that type of a stalking behavior and what the person who is being stalked uh, can do about it. So uh, in terms of personality disorders, what I use is the uh, DSM classification or Di Diagnostic and Statistical Manual classification uh, that is published by APA. There are three clusters, generally cluster A uh, being the odd eccentric uh, type of a group a cluster B, the emotional, uh, dramatic the type of a group, and cluster C, the fearful, anxious type of a group. So with starting start with, with cluster A, uh, we have a schizotypal, schizoid, and paranoid categories. So uh, schizotypal, let's start with that. A schizotypal person generally um, would perhaps engage in some stalking or the actions may come across that are aligned with stalking, mostly because of the oddness in their uh, and the awkwardness in their 
presentation, in their behavior, in their um, interaction and exchange with their environment. So uh, to give you an example, you know, a, a normal way of following up with a person or showing affection or wanting to be around uh, a, a person uh, follows a certain social protocol, you know, where you are adept at establishing that type of a relationship early on. You have patience, you don't intrude into a person's privacy uh, too much. You may throw in certain innuendos, hints that you're interested in uh, communicating or remaining in contact with a person. You know, it could be anything from a, a kind of a very uh, friendly type of a text, sending a text, um, maybe, uh, you know, kind of posting something on their social media and maybe give them a call, maybe when you pass them in the hallway or we see them somewhere to just kind of uh, say hi, introduce yourselves and, and gradually without sending a message of threat, really finding your way around them, be it in networking events or meetings, perhaps company meetings or social meetings, and really have a good reason actually for uh, connecting with them, talking to them, getting to know them, and, and also making yourself known and uh, introducing yourself and sharing information about yourself. That's more, more or less an acceptable uh, social protocol, but it takes time and you cannot rush it and you have to um, gauge the uh, success and the necessity to continue this social script uh, based on the uh, desire and um, you know willingness of all parties who are involved. So a person with schizotypal personality disorder may uh, really lack all of these skills that we mentioned. They may come across as very awkward and odd and inept and uh, unskilled. And uh, as a result also Perhaps because of the timing is wrong or their pace is wrong, they're impatient, maybe they don't know what to say specifically in a particular situation or what they say is, um, you know, off the charts, it's a, a little bit extreme or exaggerated, then you're, they throw the whole script of balance. They uh, literally end up inducing some awkwardness, sense of fear or unpleasant memory and emotion in the person that they would like to actually get to know. And therefore, uh, the person being targeted by this awkwardness, they may even distance themselves even more, which can send a, a, even more of a wrong message, if you will, to the stalker who has this high desire with, uh, you know, being in touch and connected to, the, to their target subject and even exacerbate their, uh, their interaction and the awkwardness of the interaction. So uh, now a person who is being stalked, they could more or less gauge this situation by knowing these traits about the schizotypal personality disorder and, and, and make a decision for themselves that about whether or not the, this seeming stalking behavior is an actual stalking behavior and or, uh, you know, a very threatening, uh, life-threatening even uh, type of a situation or maybe a simple awkwardness and, uh, you know, due to lack of and, uh, you know, 
a, a void of, of skills and appropriate behavior and responsiveness from the person. So um, at times that would be helpful, which by the way, any of these uh, suggestions that I make would require a little bit of an in-depth look at personality disorders and knowing what they are and what their characteristics are, which we can't really go into in this video because I want to go through all the categories and just kind of uh, very superficially, if you will, connect their characteristics to the behavior of stalking. So just shed some light, open some windows, and get your interest to the point that you, if you would really be interested, you can certainly ask us for more information. We would be willing to produce another video about the more in-depth uh, relationship between one type of only one category of uh, personality disorders and then uh, the behavior of stalking. So the next one in the cluster A being uh, schizoid or schizoid um, uh, personality disorder, that is honestly, uh, I would be surprised to see someone with schizoid personality disorder becoming a stalker because they are not even interested really that much in connections in in belonging in being uh, you know attached in to other people there is re real lack of desire so they, they don't enjoy that type of a um, mostly desirable social uh, connectedness they want to be alone they want to be isolated they want to just be by themselves so I wouldn't see why there would even be a, a desire for stalking so most likely we can even um, exclude that. However, there are always exceptions. Uh, just in case a person is highly, um, a person with schizoid personality disorder is highly enamored by their, again, their target subject. So for instance, they may become a, a fan of a celebrity and they just in their own fantasy fall in love, you know, head over heels uh, with that uh, particular celebrity. But then because generally they have not learned how to, again, go through that script that we talked about in terms of social attraction and social connection and interaction, then uh, they, were, they find themselves in a pickle, you know, in a dilemma. They, on the one hand, they don't desire any connection. They haven't learned those skills. On the other hand, they're, um, you know, so fantastically involved and, and uh, you know, enamored and, and in love with a person and as a result just being so hyper focused on uh, wanting to make some connection and make themselves known or uh, uh, kind of get in contact with that person so uh, that could be the case and uh, what I would really suggest is that um, again the person who is being stalked would need to, to uh, really actually learn more about the stalker uh, and that would be one of the ways of protecting oneself you know if a person who is being victimized doesn't know about the person of their attacker then how can they really have any type of a leverage in order to be able to predict the next move or um, know more in depth about you know, what the probabilities are of the attacker or this uh, stalker to, uh, you know, uh, to kind of uh, plan their uh, next interaction. It's good for a targeted person 
uh, and I'm trying to refrain from the word victim because uh, that's just too victimizing by itself. But uh, you know, the targeted person, uh, it's good for a targeted person to have more knowledge. You know, as a uh, means of empowering themselves, they need to know more about the situation, about you know, uh, the, uh, the, the stalker. So uh, that would be really the first step and requirement, whether or not, the, uh, first of all, who is that stalker? You know, where do they come from? What are their habits? Do they have, uh, in this case, as I mentioned, if it is a celebrity being stalked, you know, uh, they, they could try to find out, perhaps they may have even some resources to pour into, you know, who that stalker is, what is their social media behavior, what is their online behavior, what's their on offline behavior, what do they do uh, in, in real life, if possible. Uh, certainly, if not possible, there are other means to uh, take, in uh, other measures to take, such as, you know, just kind of blocking that person and um, on, on the social media and, and or other ways of, again, just kind of blocking the access uh, to that person and uh, and so forth and so on. There are other uh, ways of protecting oneself. We're not dedicating this video to the protection. We are just dedicating to most this linkage between personality disorders and, uh, and, and the behavior of stalking. So I think I've said enough about that category of schizoid. Let's move on to paranoid personality disorder. So with paranoid personality disorder, I would say it's Quite the reverse, you know, if people who are very paranoid and they have an actual paranoid personality uh, disorder, they are very much like the other category, schizoid, the least likely to actually stalk another person because they are themselves so highly preoccupied with the fear of uh, being persecuted or, uh, or stalked or monitored or you know, uh, their privacy being invaded by others, being the target rather than being the, uh, the attacker or the stalker themselves. So I would be very, very surprised if uh, a stalker would have a paranoid personality unless it's really kind of aligned with their own fear, meaning if once a person who is highly paranoid about being monitored and spied on would kind of um, try to reverse that, that process by themselves because they want to control the situation and protect themselves, they may turn um, purposefully into uh, keeping an eye on the purported, uh, their own purported stalker or persecutor. Uh, that could be possible, but again, uh, we would know. We would want to know more, much more about the personality of the person of that individual, whether or not that's actually the case, whether or not they are, uh, they have paranoid personality. So, um, generally, I would really uh, say that from cluster A, I wouldn't worry about schizoid and paranoid personality becoming stalkers, but uh, certainly the schizotypal and and also less worried about being uh, a, a real target as far as a, uh, you know, uh, stalker who is out to harm uh, me, but uh, more interested in simply the, 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 this phenomenon that, you know, lack of social skills and interpersonal skills 
and uh, appropriateness in a, in a social setting really leads to this perception of uh, uh, awkward you know um, interaction and um, and I think uh, open communication with that person actually would dissolve the situation uh, so if I was being stalked or, or seemingly stalked by someone who has this awkward sense of behavior which is kind of in a safe environment, not necessarily one-on-one, -on -one, but with another person, uh, sit down and have an open conversation that, you know, um, uh, I've noticed that, uh, you know, you have, you're interested in making some connection with me, etc. Um, and I appreciate that. However, uh, you know, there these are certain reasons that I'm not interested. I hope that doesn't come across as, uh, you know, uh, disrespectful, but uh, and and if it comes across as rejecting and disapproving, it may. Uh, but there's not much I can do about it. And uh, you know, I do want to express my appreciation for uh, for your uh, you know uh, level of desire and affection. But I cannot reciprocate it. And this is more of a role modeling, really teaching the other person that simply reality. Uh, of, of being human uh, you know, includes that type of mismatch between certain people. One person may have certain desire that doesn't have to be reciprocated, and, but it can be acknowledged and validated and then kind of shift to a higher ground of communication between people where they can come to uh, really reciprocally acknowledge that, that um, the, the attention and the the fact that a person takes their time attends to the, uh, uh, you know, uh, this kind of affection, if you will, or, or a sign of affection of another person and acknowledges, but also respectfully, um, respectfully rejects it, respectfully, um, uh, you know, expresses their, their disagreement or their mismatch. It's okay to have a mismatch in life and respectfully acknowledge it and and go our, our own ways and kind of depart from that moment of, uh, that could turn into more of explosive contention. Uh, that, that would be my suggestion with any person, uh, really. So cluster B being the emotional dramatic includes the four categories, antisocial, borderline, histrionic, and narcissistic. So, and you can kind of understand why it becomes more uh, dangerous because you know, from the get-go with an antisocial personality disorder, we have someone who blatantly and willingly, um, uh, you know, very much in a committed, dedicated fashion, uh, disregards uh, social norms. You know, they are anti-social, meaning more or less anti-norms, anti-authority, anti-regulation. So they despise that, uh, even though they, they do desire to be part of the society and group. They just see themselves above all the norms and regulations and laws. They believe that they don't apply to them and they should be kind of above and on top of everybody else. So now that can certainly lead to uh, a dangerous situation because if somebody with antisocial behavior uh, is interested in their target subject, you know, and stalking a person, they, they could care less about being punished even, being, you know, imprisoned, being uh, really kind of 
facing the worst kind of uh, threat in their lives. Um, they're at times used to it, and they don't mind actually to thrive in that type of a very conflictual, contentious, you know, adversarial type of environment. So, therefore, I would be very careful if uh, the person that is stalking me, you know, uh, displays certain behaviors that or maybe even history of disregarding the law or law enforcement or, you know, court orders or, uh, again, any type of a legal, um, uh, if you will, you know, uh, ordinances that are put on them or orders that are put on them, then I would uh, be very, very careful. I would uh, gain as much evidence as I could and then also really share it with law enforcement, get an attorney on my side, uh, get more support uh, with people knowing my whereabouts, being available to uh, you know help me, and uh, and also being able to reach out to anyone, a support person at any given moment, um, because dealing with an antisocial is not going to be an easy matter, and also again the one of the most dangerous type of situations. So again, you would want to know about the history of behaviors of the person that stalking you, if that's the case, if you're uh, being stalked, uh, and uh, and again, link it to this pattern of uh, disregarding rules, norms, laws, regulations, you know, court orders, uh, law enforcement uh, engagements, and so forth. Um, next category, borderline personality disorder, two is uh, one of the more dangerous situations because again uh, people with borderline personality and very you know kind of an extreme level of border borderline personality disorders they can be so black and white and they can flip in a given moment and uh, be so highly emotionally dysregulated to the point that they don't even are not really aware of the ramifications of their actions in the moment, in that heated moment. So they may take, uh, they may just you know, blow the fuse and just engage in some kind of an extreme behavior, including hurting themselves or hurting other people. In the heat of the moment, they could just shoot someone or you know, kill someone or feel so internally conflicted and in pain that they can become and a justification for them to uh, to feel that you know they they are justified and rightful in in hurting another person, for instance, for taking the life of the person they are stalking, you know, kind of limit getting back at them, if you will, for all the rejection and abandonment and uh, negative feelings that they have felt. Uh, so, I would also be careful with a borderline personality uh, disordered, uh, you know, type of a. Uh, stalker, and uh, and knowing that it is particularly their predicament has to do with their own emotional dysregulation, uh, feelings of rejections are um, extremely triggering and distorting reality for uh, people with borderline personality disorder. Uh, so therefore, uh, I would take that also seriously. Um, now my. Most concern here in this video is particularly with the person being stalked, uh, so rather than the stalker. Uh, therefore, uh, I'm just going to 
uh, you know, limit my conversation here and presentation to what this doctor can, uh, can do. Um, there are other videos we have produced about, you know, personality disorders, people who have these personality disorders, uh, they're welcome to watch our other videos on cluster A, B, C, and see what they can do for themselves to seek treatment or find some kind of a solution for themselves or their loved ones. And uh, now next category within cluster B would be, uh, let's say, histrionic. And histrionic personality disorder uh, being also very dramatic, emotional, and uh, highly seductive person, mostly relying on a lot of flirtation, seduction, sexual, sexuality, sensuality, and sexual relationship, if you will, to remain the center of attention and get what they want and influence and manipulate the relationship or the partners that they are involved with or people they're involved with um, certainly can also become a, a pretty good energetic source for stalking another person just in case they they don't get what they want so they may become hyper focused you know uh, on on their target subject and to understand that category too for a person who is being stalked, you know, they again, they can uh, sift through and, dis, uh, you know, discern a type of personality by noticing more or less if their stalker is the type of person who is highly, you know, uh, engaged in highly sexualized, sensualized type of, uh, you know, again, seductive and uh, sexuality oriented type of a focus within the relationship or no, it's it's uh, not just that, and it's not uh, only tainted by the notion of seduction and flirtation and uh, and sensuality and sexuality. So, uh, and, and really just kind of attention-seeking. Uh, if that's the case, then um, again, I would be within this whole cluster, I would be careful because individuals with histrionic personality disorder, they can also become highly emotional about the relationship and situation, their position and the position of their target subject, and again, the feeling of rejection. And they may act and enact certain uh, dangerous type of behavior for themselves and uh, the person they're stalking. Uh, lastly, uh, narcissistic personality disorder, it can also be one of the more dangerous. And literally because you know, to a narcissist, and there are different types of narcissists, and I'm just going to pick one of them that's most dangerous, is, you know, when a narcissist basically uh, regards everybody else as really just kind of their own, uh, uh, you know, as an object uh, that, that just belong to them, more or less a property, some uh, less val valuable uh, uh, property, that can be disposed of, that can be used and abused or disposed of at any given moment and only is as valuable as the opinion uh, of, the, of the narcissist uh, allows them to be valuable uh, because the narcissist regards themselves as higher than everybody else and much more valuable and uh, worth worthy than everybody else. So uh, it can really lead to a point where a person with that narcissistic uh, personality disorder can 
give themselves the right to do whatever with this property, with this person that they're targeting. And they see it literally as their own, uh, their, their right. They, they have the right to uh, do to this person whatever they like because that's the way they lo uh, look at the world and they, uh, the way that they see themselves, they see their relationships. Uh, so they have a very limited, narrowed view uh, where in a power position is prominent and they see themselves as all powerful and worthy and the other person as unworthy and powerless. So I would be careful about that as well. And again, uh, there are lots of different signs and symptoms of uh, narcissistic personality disorder that you can read about or view in our other videos. And uh, so if uh, any of those characteristics are present uh, in any of these four categories of cluster B, would really suggest that the person who is being stalked take this seriously, certainly try to understand the situation and the person that is stalking them and, and see, you know, kind of differentiate between these categories. And ultimately, also, uh, there are different levels of interaction between the stalker and the person being stalked. We have had uh, a guest in the past on Therapy Cable and uh, where she uh, mentioned that she was in a loving, uh, you know, close, intimate relationship with uh, with a stalker, who, a person who ultimately became a, a predator and uh, assault, uh, assaulter, if you will. And, uh, the, uh, and the person who was, you know, this almost really actually not almost, but a celebrity who was on our uh, channel uh, for years had to challenge uh, and fight against the, um, uh, their partner. Uh, live, in, live in partner and then separate themselves and and get a divorce and really just kind of uh, get even the FBI and law enforcement so involved to the point that she had some sense of protection and safety and peacefulness uh, knowing that everything was out on the table and everybody knew that she was in danger therefore there was enough protection available around her against that stalker. Lastly would be the cluster C and the cluster C uh, includes the three categories avoidant personality disorder, uh, dependent disorder, personality disorder and uh, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Now with avoidant personality disorder again that is something that's kind of 50 50 I would say. Generally people who avoid social situations it's not because they lack a desire to be in situations it's mostly because they f they fear that embarrassment of being um, you know kind of uh, uh, really um, criticized in public um, that fear of criticism of fear of ridicule fear of um, you know being embarrassed in certain situations uh, especially social situations keeps them from avoiding the situation. So they may turn uh, at times into a stalker just uh, because again, due to some infatuation with the target subject, they may you know, want to establish some connections like uh, very much privately and not knowing exactly how to do it in a social setting. They may go behind doors, behind the scene, behind the curtain and 
try to establish some kind of a connection and become highly preoccupied with that. So, uh, and it, it wouldn't be um, one of those major dangerous situations, but it, it certainly can turn into, however, uh, in the beginning at least, it's more of that, again, lack of social skills that lead this person to not be openly, um, you know, engaging and connecting with their target, um, the target of their infatuation, but more, much more indirectly uh, wanting to kind of privately uh, establish some connection, mostly due to their shyness. And because they're mostly really just kind of shy and reserved individuals, I don't believe that they would be highly, um, you know, uh, probable candidates for being a dangerous stalker. Uh, however, again, there's always exceptions. So um, uh, that, uh, that is a category to also think about just in case um, this type of, a, again, behavior is being observed where you know a person, they don't show up in social settings and they don't openly uh, express their affection or intentions, but they somehow go behind doors, etc. That's an indication that, okay, their shyness and social awkwardness and lack of social skills is kind of preventing them. So uh, what to do in this situation, like I mentioned earlier, I would um, literally just kind of invite this, this type of person who is hiding behind the curtains and closed doors and uh, behind certain methods. I would really invite them and kind of encourage them to be more socially uh, active and, and kind of welcome them to be uh, openly um, expressive and connecting in an open forum because actually that's much better for them uh, and also helps them become more realistic and kind of let go of their preoccupation with stalking one person because again they become they kind of heal in their in their process um, then we have the dependent personality disorder whose fear mostly kind of revolves around um, taking responsibility for their decisions. They're afraid of making mistakes and making the wrong decisions. So, uh, and literally kind of having to live with those consequences. So they kind of rely heavily on others to make certain decisions. And again, based on that, they may, again, it's kind of a 50-50 situation too. Um, but uh, simply because, you know, that type of a stalking behavior includes a lot of decision-making that need to actually be done independently by a person because usually the stalker is just kind of acting, um, uh, you know, individually, not in a group, not with other people. I would say that that's not a typical candidate for a stalker. Uh, lastly, OCPD, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, they're very much, you know, perfectionists, if you will. And uh, that can also become a candidate for uh, a stalker, uh, someone who is so perfectionistically preoccupied with the notion of um, wanting to achieve something. They're usually, you know, type A personalities and uh, have their lives in order. So if they are set on achieving, obtaining something, especially a target subject of their affection, they may... Uh, very much engage in a very compulsive and obsessive be, uh, pattern of being highly focused on this person and doing everything they can 
to kind of gain the attention uh, of their target subject. So that can be uh, an issue. And as we know, their problem is around really just kind of letting go and, um, you know, not controlling, uh, uh, wanting to control. That's their problem. They want to control, predict everything in the future and control their life. So therefore, also control a relationship and control a person. And if that's the case, they really need to work on their own self to let go, to learn how to let go and live with imperfection um, and just uh, understand that uh, it's a futile uh, proposition to want to control everything in our lives and it's detrimental to themselves in the first place. Um, there's really not much that the person being stalked can do about it unless the stalker can is open enough to seek treatment for their uh, overly uh, obsessive, uh, you know, targeting. Um, but again, um, at least knowledge about this can help a person who is being stalked kind of first of all differentiate, you know, what type of a stalker am I dealing with here? Is it the more dangerous? Is it the less dangerous? Is it the more shy person or uh, inept person versus the more highly skilled and focused and energetic person? Is it... Um, uh, do I need to, to uh, have a conversation with this person? Is it even possible? Uh, can I have it in private? Can I have it in public? Can I have it with a third party involved? So these are good, uh, really, just like I mentioned, this video is more of a superficial overview of all these linkages between personality disorders and stalking rather than an in-depth um, expert uh, opinion and uh, uh, set of solutions. So if you are interested in knowing more about perhaps one of these linkages and more details about how to either protect yourself from being stalked or again opening that kind of channel of communication between yourself and the stalker and, and understand how to go about it and even and resolve the situation and or you know the other side if you are feeling like you are literally stalking someone and you don't like it either, but you're just kind of preoccupied with it and obsessed by it, uh, and you want to have a solution, a resolution to it, feel free to contact us, let us know, and we'll see you uh, next time around. Thank you.